Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. This is your favorite layman, Jackie P, and it is I here with the world-renowned, large-calf-muscled Doc Mock. How are you doing today, Doc Mock? I am so great, Jackie. I mean, for those few days a year that we see a sun in the sky in Cleveland, it is beautiful. I've been through for a walk. I've done some Tabata. I've worked with some wonderful people today, and I am so ready to talk to you about the other end of the weather. I cannot wait. It is going to be exciting. I was going to say, of all the things you can do in this weather, the one thing you can't do naturally is what we're about to talk about today. And today, we're talking about thermogenesis. Da-da! Now, (laughs) thermogenesis, what is it? Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all. But did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeam.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the Zenwise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H- E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. So you talk about the weather, right? It's hot. We, our, nat, our bodies naturally respond to heat, right? We sweat. The sweat helps cool our body with the breeze. But what happens when it's cold outside? Right? What happens? You go outside and like, oh, it's a chilly fall evening. Right? Your body goes through thermogenesis. Now, there's a lot of science behind it that Doc is cannot wait to go through with you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but let's first talk about you know, you know, Doc, you're talking about right what are how our bodies respond to these types of stimuli. Um, and I think you had a very interesting point of view when you talk about how controlled our environments are. So can you take that away? Yeah. So 
from an evolutionary standpoint, we as human beings, right, used to not have all of the creature comforts that we do now. And so presently, right, how does your day go? So you sleep, hopefully you've learned from our sleep podcast that the ideal temperatures to sleep in are below 72 degrees. You sleep in your nice little temperature controlled bubble, you've slept so well, you wake up, you make your coffee, you get ready to go to work. Maybe you adjust your thermostat, but not while you're at home to be a little bit more uncomfortable to save money. And then you get in a car and your car, you instantly turn on the air conditioning because it's hot here in Cleveland, right? You turn it into 68 degrees and you drive to work in that nice comfy 68 degree weather. And then you get out of your car and you get in this concrete box called a hospital or your place of work, or maybe you're still sitting at home. I don't know. But um, if you're leaving to go somewhere else, you're undoubtedly, if your place of work is at home or is somewhere else, that is temperature controlled as well. And where are we most comfortable? That's 68 to 72 degrees, right? Um, so our bodies don't have an opportunity to do what we're fine tuned to perform, which is regulate our temperatures. There's a part of our brains in the posterior pituitary, kind of that hangy ball at the bottom of your brain. And while blood's going through there, it's constantly sensing the temperature. Now, when this temperature gets too high or too low, it'll set into motion a cascade of events that will activate those autonomic nervous system motions to either shiver or sweat or somewhere in between. So when we're cold, that shivering not only drives up our sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight, right? Catechol means adrenaline, noradrenaline, but it also moves our musculature and fine twitches it. And all of this generates thermogenesis, meaning heat. We're generating heat energy to warm ourselves, to get our pituitary to sense that our bodies are returning back to that comfy, 68 to 72, but we don't let it do that, do we? No, we don't. We get a sweater. We get a, you know, a onesie if you're me, cause I love onesies. Right. Um, and we, and we, and we keep ourselves warm. Right. So basically what doc mock just said, and I'm going to say he was flirting the line with, with, you know, uh, you know, medical jargon, but he, he, he backed it up with, you know, the fight or flight. So he, but basically what he was saying is you're cold, you shiver, right? And unbeknownst to me before I learned about thermogenesis, right? The shivering actually has a lot of great health benefits um, that I think as humans that, that we can take advantage of. Um, one of those being fat burning, right? Um, and a lot of folks out there think, okay, there's all fat is just one type of fat, right? You just have fat, there's muscle, there's bone, right? But it's actually a little bit more complex than that, right? So Doc Mock, walk us through, right, the different types of fat, right? And how thermogenesis can help us have, you know, the, 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 the better fat, right? Right. So there are two types of fat. The first and probably the most well-known being white fat. It's not actually white, but when we look at it under the microscope, it has more of a white tinge to it versus brown fat, 
has more of a brown color under the microscope, but both are shades of yellow. And we think of fat as just that area around our middle that we're constantly trying to battle and get off of us, right? Everybody hates it. It's ever growing. The more stuff we eat, the less we move, the more white fat we have on our body. But there's this whole other category of fat that can work to your advantage. Now, kids have it right, as they always do. So Q, Q is a neat monster. That kid is running around all the time, constantly getting his non-exercise activity thermogenesis. But he also has a little bit of brown fat here, and it tends to live on where your sternum or your collarbone, your breastbone are. Another example of thing, you know, th people, things that have brown fat are bears, right? Bears, when they're hibernating, they're able to last through the winter, just hiding in a cave through those sub-degree temperatures because they have a lot of brown fat. And this is the fat that not only stores energy like white fat does, but it also burns energy for us. And so kids actually are better able to regulate their temperatures than we are as adults for that reason. And so are bears. Over time, we lose that brown fat and it's just due to our natural aging process. But there's a way that you can recapture that brown fat and kind of biohack it for your own ability to burn white fat. Interesting. So you're saying basically the, the brown fat is actually what helps us burn the, the white fat, right? Like the, the bad, like the love handle fat, right? The low <clears throat> metabolism, you know, I guess the beer belly fat. Now, what, what you said, there's a lot of ways for us to biohack, right? And, you know, right now, right, it's summer, right? It was 94 degrees today in Philly. I'm pretty sure it was just as hot and smoggy out and you know, Cleveland out there. And, you know, there are people who live in Florida, right? Who they might see sub 70 degree weather once or twice, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So how can we right now in warmer climates or in, in warmer times of the year, you know, take advantage of this and do some thermogenesis on our own? Sure. So many of you watching any sort of athletic performances right now, the Olympics are going on. Tomorrow, the CrossFit competition starts. Um, and you'll notice a lot of these athletes, after they complete their exercises, will either dunk in some sort of ice bath, or you'll see them sitting in an ice bath, or maybe actually in your neighborhood, you've seen a cryotherapy joint pop up. And this is a way that we can utilize this concept of being uncomfortable, of being cold, to generate cold thermogenesis to help burn that fat. Now that's an extreme example. Some of you that have, have seen people do this say, I can do that. And if you ever remember the ice bucket challenge, I mean, I'm glad that it raised a lot of money for a very good cause, but man, it is so uncomfortable and, and awful. You don't have to go to that extreme really to, to generate cold thermogenesis. But the reason why they're doing that is, is multifold. It's not necessarily just to improve their body composition, but we know that cold slows pain or something called delayed onset muscle soreness. DOMS is the terminology, that soreness you feel after working out from lactic acid and small microfibril tears, which is how we build better muscle. Um, and it also helps these athletes who have to perform again in the afternoon after 
you know, doing these crazy feats of strength in the morning to be able to do that physically versus, you know, maybe not Jackie B, but myself after I'm done training, I'm done. I want to eat dinner and I want to be done with, with exercise for the day. So that's what it helps for those people. And the evidence that we have pulled thus far, um, most of which was from 2014, did suggest that, yes, it does improve recovery from exercise. Um, and in some, some circumstances, to the fault of slight decreases in performance. But again, if you're just trying to get from one event in the morning to another Olympic event in the afternoon, you just have to go for whatever can help you to get through that second event and get gold. Okay. So you're an Olympic <clears throat> athlete, right? You, you know, you, 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 you go and you like, let's say you, you go and you're, you're doing the shot put, right. And then you throw that and you, you, you do well and you get your medals and then you do your thermogenesis, right. You, you cool down, you get an ice bath. Well, as 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 good as this is right is there any limitations right you know it, there's not always all good right so if i if i'm working out every day and maybe i don't have an ice bath at home but i go i take like a nice 10 minute cold shower right and just kind of keep the soreness down is there anything from that application that you know someone should be concerned about are there any i guess side effects yeah, I mean, there are two studies that that we evaluated when we we're preparing for today, and one was from 2015 from Honenberger, and they actually found that it delays some degree of collagen resynthesis, and tendon and ligaments are made of collagen, and so therefore, in this group, they found less healing from those sorts of injuries during training. And also, we found in a study by Singh and, and his group in 2017, where yes, it improved delayed onset muscle soreness, but they found again that these athletes who did induce cold thermogenesis in between exercises, they had some decline in their performance in terms of muscle weightlifting sort of exercises during the time of the study. Also an interesting point, Jackie P, is that the guy that originally created the whole regimen of what we learn as the rice regimen as doctors, where you rest and you ice and you compress and you elevate things that are injured or to improve your recovery. He has since redacted the ice part of his initial recommendation. And this hasn't really fallen into um, mass media because there's all this money built around cold thermogenesis. And so the reason why he did this again is for these reasons, right? It's actually, again, if you're just trying to get that second gold in the afternoon, do it. It works. But if you're somebody that's a weekend warrior and you just want to be healthier, you just want to look a certain way, you're actually hurting yourself if you ice or take anti-inflammatory drugs in the long run. So I think that those are some of the side effects of this. So with, 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 with all great things, right, I guess, I guess it becomes balance, right? We're not, uh, we're not pitching shutouts in the major leagues, right? So, you know, Thermogenesis is great, fantastic, but it's something that, you know, from what you're saying, Doc Mock, is something you shouldn't be doing every day, right? Unless you're LeBron James and, you know, you're, you're, you're a crazy athlete who needs to, at this point, you know, keep your body in, in the best shape as possible. Now, um, there were other benefits, right? So 
the, the, the cool benefits, right, for, for people who work out, want to be healthy, right, we're, we're, we're taking that white fat and turning it to brown fat, right? But there, there are also other benefits internally that maybe we may not feel or, or, or know about. Um, so, you know, can you maybe walk through what those benefits would be as well? Yeah, I think for, for the, the most people, we're going to see the benefits in terms of improving body composition improving our immune systems, decreasing global inflammation, which makes us feel puffy and unwell and can cause leaking in the gut and then looking good in the mirror. Right. And it doesn't have to be as extreme as jumping in an ice bath every time after you work out, you can just dial that AC down to 65 degrees. That's right. Only 65 degrees or lower and you're good. Or like Jackie P and I were doing when it was transitioning temperatures, or even when during the winter, we were both going outside, you know, going for a little walk without jackets on or exercising. Jackie P was exercising in the cold without yeah. a jacket. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty intense. So I mean, that, so I that is maximal being sort of, yeah. Thing. And it's just that little increment in improvement in your temperature regulation that triggers all these benefits. And Am I allowed to nerd out even more than I already have, Jackie P, or have I already used enough of my the, pocket protection? The floor's yours, but okay. you are on a warning. So okay, all know. right. <laughs> <laughs> so within your fat, in particular, the mitochondria, the powerhouse of your cell, you have these molecules called uncoupling proteins and RNA binding protein. Um, these uncoupling proteins, UCPs, there are three different types. Type one helps us to shift fat outside of our vasculature, which if you listen back to our podcast, it's a two-part with Encore Kalra, who's a cardiologist. We talk a lot about the way that um, lipids shuttle in and out, as well as Dr. Hattie Leisha, also a cardiologist. So you can learn more about that there. Uncoupling protein two helps us with insulin sensitivity. And so uh, many of you are super smart out there and you know that insulin, right, is what controls glucose signaling in and out of the cell. Definitely a role in getting fat and absolutely related to diabetes, which can cause significant damage to our organs. And then finally, uncoupling protein three is the one that helps us better burn fat through a process called beta oxidation which is extremely energy efficient located within the mitochondria. We, we generate these energy molecules called ATP. And so it's really these uncoupling proteins that are activated by temperatures as high as 65 degrees that turn on, help us with insulin sensitivity and also help us to burn fat and also help us to get our vasculature more healthy. And All human right. studies show that. <laughs> Doc Mock. So I have to throw one flag just because many, some folks may not have listened to that podcast. And if they haven't, they should go back and listen. Shameless plug one. <laughs> Two, um, let's talk a little bit about that vasculature, right? Because I, I, I think I can understand the glucose and insulin, right? And then the also the, the third one, right, which helps burn fat better. Right. But what, what, 
I guess for for the layman's folk out there, what what do you mean by the the, the vasculature in that uncoupling protein? When we get our cholesterol numbers done, there are different components to it, right? There is a large LDL, LDL or low density particles, which is broken down into different sizes. So uh, very small, small, and those are believed to be kind of the quote unquote bad cholesterol numbers, right? Having a high number bad. Then there's high density lipoproteins, HDL, which is good cholesterol, we want more of that. And with exercise, with eating good fats, with omega-3 fatty acids. Boom. Yeah. We, we need an alarm or something. Anytime we bring up like, <laughs> like cheesy morning radio, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. my. Omega-3. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with those, you can drive up HDL. LDL particles globally bring cholesterol that's not just bad in and of, of itself, right? You need cholesterol to lubricate your joints and to also make your sex hormones, right? But when that cholesterol is shifted via LDL from your fat into your circulation, it creates an inflammatory reaction, brings these other cells to it. That area of inflammation infarcts and has a plug. And that's how you get hardening of the arteries and plaques in your arteries and then blood can't get to your organs and those organs infarct. That's what a heart attack is. Um, and HDL does the reverse. It brings stuff away from the vasculature to places that it would be helpful for, like controlling your hormones, et cetera. Does that answer your question? I'll be honest with you. It doesn't. No. <laughs> he said, vas- <laughs> what does vasculature mean? When he oh, said- va- <laughs> yeah. So vasculature are the main pipes that bring blood to, ah. which is an artery, and away from, which is a vein, organs. The arteries get smaller into arterioles. They meet the veins in tissues in an area called a capillary bed, which is kind of where they cross over. And that's where you deliver oxygen to tissues and waste products, carbon dioxide, away from tissues through the vasculature of the veins away from uh, arteries too. Aha, uh-huh, that makes sense. Yes. And also, you said mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. And if anyone does not know that, shame on you, because that's the only scientific fact that has survived the test of time. You ask anyone with any scientific background, they know that. So I just wanted to put that in there. So. And I would say that people, if they don't know it, they slept through their high school biology class. But Dave Botwin is a friend of mine. If you're listening out there, Dave, shout out to you. But this man would sleep his entire class. (laughs) And anytime they would call him, he'd pop his head up, answer the question correctly, put his head back down. So even sleeping through, you know what the mitochondria is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so there you have it, right? So you know, so, you know, thermogenesis, right? We think Dolph Lundgren training in the mountain, in the snow, right? And being, you know, hardcore, but it's really just as low as 65 degrees, right? Or below 65 degrees. So, you know, you you don't have to have an ice t- bath at home. You don't have to buy yourself a, cry- a cryo freezer or whatever it's called, right? Take a colder shower, right? Keep the AC down. If you're cheap like me, you're not going to do that because my AC stays high because I don't (laughs) want to run it. But right when it's cold out in the morning, right? 
walking the dog, you're out for a walk, you know, have one less layer, right? Um, you, you don't really have to physically be shivering to, to get these benefits. You just have to be uncomfortable. You know, sometimes being comfortable too long, you know, put messes you up long term. So be uncomfortable a little bit, right? Same thing with working out, right? Working out isn't fun. It doesn't feel, I mean, it feels great for some people, but you're, you're definitely uncomfortable if you're doing something correctly, right? Because um, you're putting the work in. Um, I mean, so besides limiting your gains, if you're doing it too much, right? I mean, what, what other things would you say folks should, one, be aware of or just kind of look out for um, when it comes to thermogenesis? Yeah, and I think that that feeling of uncomfortable, the technical terminology is hormesis, right? It's just training your cells to adapt to stressful situations. Cold thermogenesis is just one example of that. Being in extreme heats, which I feel like is a podcast unto itself, is another example. Being exposed to vegetables that have antioxidants is another example. And exercise is probably the best example of hormesis, right? You're training your cells to be in a state of stress. The next time you do that activity. Um, but what are the other benefits? So I think probably the, the best benefit is that of um, training your immune system. And it does this in two ways. You know, obviously we think about preventing infection um, with, with our present health situation. And it does this actually, we, we evaluated a few studies in which, you know, they found in humans that a lot of their immune responsiveness to vaccination, as well as immune responsiveness to infectious environments improved when they were exposed to temperatures again, as high as 65 degrees over a period of time. Um, and also another way that it helps with your immune system is by down-regulating inflammation, right? I feel like we demonize inflammation a little bit, Jackie P. We kind of say it's like just a bad guy, right? Yeah. Because it makes yeah. us feel puffy and fat yeah. and, yeah. and gross. I don't, yeah. If I ever want to feel puffy, it's because like I want to be rich like Puff Daddy. Like I don't want to <laughs> feel puffy. You know, <laughs> like I don't want to – like sometimes, you, you know, like you just feel, you know. So, yeah, like I mean – I won't say we're the only ones. I think no one likes to feel puffy, right? Like yeah. that's no one wants to feel bloated, right? I think that's and fair. Is he even called Puff Daddy anymore? Is it like it's P Diddy or like P Lion, P no, Love, something <laughs> Love? I don't know. Like yeah. he, you know, but everyone knows P Diddy. I exactly. think Puffy. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. But we need inflammation, right? Inflammation is how we heal from stuff. So you cut your finger, you're gonna have it, right? That area gets red and swollen when it's healing up, and that's how you get better blood flow to the area. You get platelets to the area, you get clotting factors to the area so that you can heal that cut with a scar or without a scar. So inflammation isn't all bad, but when you have inflammation in states where it's not advantageous, like you've just eaten a giant bucket of processed food, you're dumping inflammation into your gut, that will make you feel like garbage, right? Garbage in, garbage out. And so cold thermogenesis will, will help in those situations for your immune system to be like, wait a minute, 
this stuff isn't supposed to be here, but I'm not going to react as strongly as I would if like there's a cut over there. I'm going to focus on the cut over there and I'm not going to react to this thing over there, which is also useful for people that have autoimmune diseases, right? Jackie P, like people with lupus, people with scleroderma. These people have inflammatory reactions to their own bodies, right? We've talked about inflammatory bowel disease on this podcast um, with Dr. Susan Case. And that's an infl inflammation that to your own intestinal tract or colon. And so this helps to downregulate the effects of that inflammation in people's bodies and better train your immune system to attack the right stuff and not the wrong stuff. That's, that's good to know. You know, I, I think thinking about thermogenesis, um, I, I also like to make a point, especially since I'm not the expert, but um, thermogenesis also should be working with other factors, right? If you're not eating well, if, you know, you're, you're not exercising as much as you should, right? You're, you're you know, you're not, you can't just go outside and stand in the cold and drop 10 pounds for, you know, you know, super sexy summer 2022, right? So there's still definitely work that needs to be done, right? You need to make yourself uncomfortable enough. Um, but thermogenesis is one of those things that you, you layer in to what you're doing now to pursue your health and that can help you get that much closer to your goal. How'd I do, Doc Mock? Was that a good summary? I loved it. It was beautiful. That's good. You're like a poet. I gotta write. <laughs> wow, that. thanks. Thanks. I didn't I didn't practice that or anything. I just kind of I just kind of felt felt it and went for it. And that's why um, it. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Um, and we will be back very shortly after these messages. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black ops shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. And we're back. Hello, everyone. I hope you missed us as much as we missed you. Uh, we are here. It is Jackie P. And, of course, Cleveland, Ohio's finest, Doc Mock. And uh, we were just talking about thermogenesis and the benefits. I mean, if you're here, you obviously listened to before the break. No one fast forwards. But um, I wanted to actually, Doc, I think this would be a very good opportunity. I want to ask you the questions we usually ask our guests. Because you're on this podcast every episode. And I don't know what your, your favorite exercise is. Um, so let's, 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 let's go for it. So, Doc Mock, first question. What is your favorite exercise? My favorite exercise is the deadlift. The reason being is that love posterior chain exercises 
And it basically works your entire posterior chain, start to finish, your grip strength, your arms, basically everything except for your chest, right? You can also, I don't know if anybody's done this, track your heart rate during deadlifts, and it really jacks your heart rate up. So from a cardiovascular standpoint, with minimal damage to your joints, you can really accelerate cardio adaptive changes. So I think it's just all in one rolled into a, a, a nice, neat package. Posterior chain. The, all of the muscles basically on the back part of your body. So gotcha. traps, yeah, right. Lats, hamstrings, glutes, calves. Calves. Oh, <laughs> oh we have a breakthrough in the mystery. Oh, oh, that's where the calf muscles come from. I need to start doing more. I do deadlifts a little bit. I feel like I'm t- too tall. Speaking of which, is it is it true that you can be too tall to do certain exercises? Or is I, it, you know? Uh, I would I would have to see your form. But there are definitely people that have differences between the length of their arms and the length of their femur bones, their leg bones. Mm-hmm. And that can definitely make certain exercises very awkward. And in those circumstances, if you use a little platform to elevate the deadlift, that, that will um, give you some mechanical advantage. That's, that's what I do. Um, it could also just be because uh, of my poor form. I don't know. I'm going to have you check out my form doc. Yeah, send me a video. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, oh, this is this should be good too because especially you're a GI doctor, so hopefully you've heard some interesting things. What is the cr- craziest diet you've been on or tried or heard of because of the people you come across in your GI world? <laughs> yes. Um, I had somebody recently tell me they were on a diet and the diet composed of a hot dog at every meal because they had read something that told them this. And instead of the hot dog for dinner, you swab it for an Ilios only pizza. Don't You're know. Right. We quickly not fixed that. <laughs> they, they, someone actually came in and said that was like their diet. The like hot dog one. diet. Yep. The hot dog diet. Now I'm not, ups- <laughs> I'm not upset at the diet because I love hot dogs, but I know hot dogs are basically <laughs> garbage bags <laughs> that I'm putting to my body. So I wouldn't come to a doctor and say, yeah, don't worry. I've got the nutrition part taken care of. Okay, doc. I just need you to tell me why my cholesterol is a thousand. <laughs> I, I really wish those of you that are only listening could see the look on Jackie's face when I just told him that. I mean, it was like the jaw dropping in the mask. <laughs> a hot dog. I, I've read and seen a lot of different diets. Yeah. Taco Bell diet, this diet that like, you know, and they're usually in jest. They're usually, there's some form of like, we're being wacky. Right. Yeah. But if to someone coming to you and say, yes, Doc Mock. Don't worry about the health part. I I got this diet is working. Hot dogs for every meal. <laughs> and an Elio's pizza. And an Elio's pizza. I read it on the internet. Yeah, it was a keto was carnivore person blog that they found this thing on <sighs> somehow. So check your sources is the lesson learned. Um, I also had somebody who actually was, was a Olympic athlete at one point in their lives. And this person... Um, was placed on a cleanse for about six months 
by a holistic care provider, which again, I'm not at all resistant to holistic care providers. I think they offer a lot, but this was essentially just wiping out their microbiome for eight, for six months. And I saw them with GI issues because they probably that one little bacteria floating around their colon is like, yeah. help me doc mock. So again, eat real food, eat enough. If you can't pronounce it, just don't eat it. Six, six months is a long time for a cleanse. That's a long time. Short-term cleanse, fine. But I, six months, give your microbiome a break, please. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of cleanse, Doc Mock, let's say, you know what? <sighs> you know, I've been crushing it, getting mad gains on this hot dog diet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing my deadlifts. My posterior chain is looking just <laughs> shredded. But I need a cleanse. I feel, you know, like what, what would you, Doc Mock, I mean, even, or would you even, like, what would be like a Doc Mock GI doctor approved cleanse from what you're eating to how long you're eating that, if there, if there's a thing? Yeah. I think that um, doing, firstly, doing something under the supervision of your healthcare providers is really important especially if you have conditions that modulate your, uh, that move your blood sugars around like diabetes. Um, but I think that, uh, having a component of fasting in the regimen is important at the start. I think adding some catharsis to clean out your bowels for one day only is important, right? Cause you're kind of wiping out the microbiome that's unhealthy if it is unhealthy and then reintroducing a combination of pre and probiotics. And so just to break that down, and we did talk about the microbiome on a prior podcast with uh, Dr. Stanzo and, and Porish, Dr. Porish Shah. Um, but uh, prebiotics are what the bacteria, yeast, parasites, et cetera, and viruses that live inside your microbiome eat for fuel. Things like vegetables, right? short chain fatty acids. And if you introduce these things after getting a clean start, hitting the reset button, you're going to build a microbiome that is exceptionally happy. And if you want to learn more about the microbiome, you just reach out to Maximal Being and we'll hook mm. you up with a gut health plan. So Ooh. you want to learn more. Silky. That was a silky smooth transition. <laughs> well done. All right. And I think I might know the answer to this, to this question. Because I believe it's been brought up before, but your favorite health book and why? Oh man, there have been a lot, um, but I think uh, from the um, eating standpoint, I think that the plant paradox definitely comes to the fore forefront, and it's written by a cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Gundry. Um, who left his cardiothoracic practice to learn more about functional medicine and just has such amazing perspective on the impact of gut health on the rest of your, your health as a human being. Um, and in particular, things like legumes and how being plant-based is not as safe as you think it may be. Um, for the reason that we talked about, right? Hormesis, right? Plants aren't innocent. They're not totally innocent. They're not just sitting there waiting for you to pluck them out of the ground. They have defense mechanisms too to either spread their DNA or hurt you for taking their DNA away from them. Um, and then from a training standpoint, I like good to go 
by Christy Ashwinder. And I know I've mentioned this book a number of times. I mean, it is evidence-based. I mean, she's an Olympic athlete, PhD. She breaks down the evidence in such an approachable and scientific manner about recovery strategies. I just love it. And I can listen to it and I can read it over and over again. It's it's a must read. Mm, okay. okay. He's also a supporter of us. So hey, yeah. there it is. <laughs> Boom. I was gonna say, uh, sounds like someone who should be introduced to Maxwell Bean, because that's what we're all about. That's right. Right. Approachable science. That's right. Um, okay. So thermogenesis, right? Make yourself uncomfortable a little bit. You don't need frostbite. You don't have to do it every day, right? You could do in small things. You could cold shower or what I was doing for a little bit was 30 seconds of cold at the end of my shower. Done. Right, guys? We don't have to get fancy. Don't get a bucket. Don't get a bunch of ice. Right? Get the white cells, white fat cells to the brown cells, fat cells. So you can, what, what is it? The, 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 was the word I, I threw, I threw a uh, flag on you for it. Uncoupling proteins. No, the v- v- veras- v- vasculature, vasculature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Get your vasculature, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Improve uh, your glycemic control. Yep. Yep. Right. So many different things. And like, like we always say, layer it in, right? If you're going to cup, you know, couple that with fasting, layer it in. You don't have to, you know, be eating all day, every day now, and then say, you know what, I'm going to start fasting 18 hours a day, right? Start slow, start small, set small goals so you can celebrate those goals and then keep marching towards your maximized self. Aggregate gains, right? Aggregated gains, right? Yep. That is a Jackie P original concept. <laughs> Aggregate gains for your health. Those little Aggregate things. Gains, yeah. A little bit. That's time. it. Just add those little things over time. And then you will be a maximized bean and have large calf muscles like Doc Mock. <laughs> All right. That was that was the last calf muscle joke for this podcast because I am done. Do, do we have anything else to talk about, Doc? No, I mean, I, I have a Facebook Live that... Uh, just came up. Uh, we have a lot more coming up. Keep an eye out for those. Uh, we have a podcast coming out on the perfect human diet. And we have a course that outlines that this is actually based upon a lecture that I gave at Case Western University, um, talking about the concept of human evolution of our own biochemistry and how can, how we can approach individualized diet plans to generate the perfect human diet. So if you want to learn more, head over to maximalbeing.com or you can send us an email at team at maximalbeing.com and we'd be happy to help you out or answer your questions. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening in. Doc Mock, it's always a pleasure. And I'm actually very happy to have some one-on-one time with you. I always have to share you with a guest and stuff. You know, it's nice to just throw questions at you and just just listen to you geek out a little bit about the science. So <laughs> I am so good at geeking out. And yeah, I, I, I definitely miss talking to just you, Jackie P. I oh, learn a lot from you too. You so are too I, sweet. Too sweet. All right. Well, once again, this is Maximal Bean. Thank you for listening in. And uh, we're here to help you maximize your health. 
What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.